0: I can multi-stream like so on on there's another program. Oh everybody, welcome to the show really quick. We're gonna (laughs) a little quick divergent. uh, but there's a there's a software program that's on you can go online, it's called iCaster. Okay. And so iCaster I mean with this software it's pretty cool because um I can stream like to YouTube directly, to Facebook directly. But with iCaster, I can send this feed to iCaster and I can go to LinkedIn Live, YouTube, Twitch, uh, everybody like 10 at one time. That's cool. So you can really get your message out pretty easily. But that's cool. welcome back, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Again. Thanks for showing back up again. And, and um, if for everybody that really didn't get, to listen to or see the last one. We didn't video record the last one, um, but I've made myself uh, a goal to video record every podcast from now moving forward if we could possibly help it. Um, So Dylan is the founder of the James Warren Group, and we did episode 50. If you go to our podcast, um, you can go there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 10 other podcast platforms and find it, Uh, the San Antonio Realty Pros uh, podcast. And episode 50, we brought Dylan in. Um, and we really just kind of broke down the foundational information about credit and how important it is, and we really just kind of baby-stepped it, like, hey, this is, this is what a credit score means, so let's take a few seconds just to kind of go back over some of that and just kind of recap really quick for the people that might have missed it. But, guys, if you're listening or you're watching, go back and do yourself a favor. Listen to that episode. It's crazy. I didn't know that there was multiple FICO scores. Yep, right. twenty eight of them. I felt really smart the other day when I was telling one of my clients. I was like, "Did you guys know that there's multiple FICO scores?" Uh-huh. And so yeah, so it was really cool. I think you guys would do yourself a big favor if you listen to it. Um, so yeah, let's 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 go back over what a FICO score is, Dylan. Again, thank you yeah. for coming, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely.
1: So the the most simple version is your credit score especially on the FICO model, is going to be, uh, and again, there's 28 of them, um, but they are all determined based on your behaviors and how you manage debt. Yeah. So uh, payment history is the number one influence. Utilization is number two. Those are the balances you're keeping over the credit cards. Um, inquiries actually are the lowest at a 10% influence. Uh, credit diversity um, has a huge part to play in it. And uh, overall, on that, Um, payment history and utilization side, I always tell people to focus on that because payment history and utilization combined control... 65% 65% influence. They're the majority. They rule the majority. Right. Um, so once you understand those mechanics, those basics, the five factors of what influences the scores, mm-hmm. then you can look back at your behaviors so you can change what you're looking at. It's almost like when you go to the gym, when you can lay out what you're actually eating and you start counting macros and you're looking at everything and you get more surgical with it, you understand how you can make that physical transformation you're looking for. You're so 100% right. <laughs> so if you apply those same things... To your credit score, you can significantly make a change in a positive way, yeah. and then start leveraging credit to your benefit. So
0: David says this all the time: tell him, if you plan to what if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Exactly. So you got to have a roadmap. That's right. Setting goals and stuff like that. It's just like we said with the working out thing, yep. that, that was a beautiful like way to make people understand: you ain't gonna get any better than you are if you yep. don't have a if you don't go to the gym with a plan. Yep, gonna, it's not gonna work. Exactly. What's life
2: in general? If yeah. you have no, if you have no road map of where you're going to go, you're just going to wander aimlessly. You end up in Shits Creek or something like that. Yeah. I don't want to be in Shits Creek. <laughs>
0: and that's why we got GPS. I
1: GPS everything. Yeah. I have no idea know? how to
0: get to most places. Yeah. And I've been here for like seven years. I still don't know how to get to like name a random business. I'm like, yep. okay. Walmart. I think I can get there by thirty five. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Walmart. Well, I can find that on every corner. Just. A so yeah, so so the basics are super important, and, yes. and the main thing is to have a freaking plan yep. on what you need to do. Um, so if 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 you've got a client that's say they come to you guys and they're like, hey, look, I I just know that I'm trying to buy a house, yeah, and I need to get a mortgage, and in order to get a mortgage approval, I need to have a X credit score. Yep, a lot of people you know, they'll go to the different lenders and every lender has their own overlays on the credit requirements. And so some lenders might have a minimum of like 650 and they won't talk to anybody unless they're above 650. Um, So somebody comes to you and says, Hey, look, I've, or I refer them to you guys and and you guys are like working on their credit. What are some of the main things that they need to like bring you guys? Like that's going to help them get to where they need to go. Yeah. So
1: in order to be able to get there, Um, you need to make sure that you have, and and this is kind of not the, what's the word I'm looking for? This isn't the technical term, but what you need to bring is actual commitment. Yeah. If you could just bring me commitment, I can handle the rest. Yeah. Right. So like, for example, um, you know, we're going to pull your credit report together. Right? We're going to look at it. We're going to break it down. So you don't need to bring me anything like that. Right. If you can, as a client, bring me just your commitment to say, I actually want to make the change. Right? Again, going to the gym analogy. You can say you want to change, but if all you did was sign up for the membership and you're not you know, getting your points for tagging in, yeah. then you don't really want the change. You right. just paid for the membership. Yeah. Right. It's so good idea, but I'm following right. right through with it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you just need to be committed. And if you could bring me that absolute 100% commitment as a client, then we can handle the rest. Yeah. We literally try to make it as easy as possible. So you come to me and say, hey, I know I wanna get a house and you know this is my time frame, here's my situation. Tell us all of it, we need to know all the details. It's almost like consulting with a lawyer, yeah. right? I need to know everything. You tell me everything, then I know the best way on how to help you, right? right? So um, bring me that commitment, tell me what the background story is, let me know what the time frame is and what we're working with. Once I look at the credit report, Everything else as far as those negative items are all on us. To clean up the negatives is us. Everything else would then be on client, which is if you have any active credit cards, make sure that we come up with a plan and how you're going to be paying those things down and get the balances down. If you have a thinner profile, meaning you're not really managing and using much credit at all, we need to get you using more credit to build your references to get you approved that loan. So I know how to help people improve their credit by lender guidelines, which is huge um, because I understand all the different types of loans and things that are like minimum requirements that are needed to get approved. Um, So I got all that covered, um, which makes it very easy to just say, literally bring me your commitment and I'll handle the rest. Yeah. So the, the last episode that we, that we
0: aired, we got a lot of like a good responses from it. Talked to a couple of people in between now and then. And I guess like the biggest question was like, what do we do when we've hired a company or we've talked to somebody and it just like, say they went on the Internet, like we said earlier. Like they went on the Internet and they started going down the road of finding a company. To start working with, right? Mm-hmm. And then they start reading all... Everybody reads Google reviews yeah. these days. Like, I'm going to judge who I do business with by Google reviews. Yep. Um, and that happens in real estate as well. David's got, you know, a bunch of clients that have worked with him because he's got really good reviews. Yep. So, everybody knows that they need to step their game up on the review side. But if you've got a company out there that's got a lot of bad reviews, I mean, what what should they be looking for, you know, from... a a review aspect to yeah. see like, okay, that's a good choice because you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are just handbagging these clients and they're mm-hmm. just collecting checks. Right. Yep. So that's a, it brings a bad name to the environment. Right. Absolutely. And so the same thing with real estate and car sales, it's like, yep. you get that used car salesman type yep. mentality. You've been in the car business yep. before we talked about that in the yep. last episode. I was in the car business when I got out of the Marine Corps and, it, there's a stigma behind it. Absolutely. And, and I never want to be associated with, like, the greasy car salesman. hmm And I just, I'm not, but there are a lot of people that just give off that weird vibe. absolutely. Company-wise, some of the schemey stuff that they do. And so how do you guys combat that with, with clients? Like, what should they be looking for yeah. in the company? So,
1: like, some, like, red flags, right? Yeah, so, yeah for sure. So the biggest red flag of any of them, and we're going to go through a couple, but the biggest red flag from any company is one, when you check the reviews. Yeah. Right. And there's just because you see a five star, that's not good enough. You need to click the five star and see, is there anybody that is writing about them or is there just a, bunch of blank five-star reviews. Right. right. Is it right. like great service? Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I know you paid for that. Right. They're and, it's they're like, doing themselves. and it's like
1: the, the, the reviewer's picture is like the person's mom and them, yeah. you know, right. like like you'll be able to tell if it's like legit reviews. So, yeah. so one, use your best judgment and look at the reviews. Um, and reviews are a great source, but now there's even so many things that are out there today. Like I'm not going to say it, but there's one specific company that I know. That I know what for does it a rhyme fact. With? <laughs> and it rhymes with. <laughs> yeah, I crazy. know for a fact that they have filtered their reviews. Like there's companies out there mm. that will say if it's anything less than a five star, it won't post. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, the shit's nuts. That um, is, that's sketchy. And the, the reason <laughs> right. that I know that that exists was because I've gotten clients that have screenshot me their reviews. Oh boy. Right. Yeah. And it's not what shows on there.
0: Uh-huh. Right? So that's funny.
1: That's then it got me to Google and stuff like that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? How yeah. are they doing this?
0: So there's a way that you can right-click on your screen on your web page. Okay. And it's called and you click inspect. Okay. And it comes to the coding on the on the screen, like what's written Ooh. in code. You can change the code to say whatever you want. What? Yeah. You can go into like a bank your bank account yeah. home screen and like you can Changed what the bank balance says by just altering some what? code words. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Is
1: this how these fake gurus do that shit? Yeah. This is how they do like... the,
0: the, the Amazon affiliate people. market. The yeah, they're yeah. like, I made a million dollars last month. It's probably all fake. I'm not saying it is, but it's probably all so fake. I think we had a tenant do that. Yeah. with So oh, there, was a, there was a situation. Yeah. Yo. That he paid the bill <laughs> and he showed his <laughs> bank account, like sending out a payment through his account. Yep. And our system never caught the payment. Nope. And I went to the
2: software company that we use. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, he's showing me this. He has provided me this. Here is what he's providing me. Yeah. They sent it to their forensic accounting department. And they looked at it. And they're like, we have no metadata for any of this. And the font, it's close. But when they sent yeah, it was the font, a it was just off. <laughs> <up. laughs> Yo! Yeah, that's and crazy. Then, and then... Miraculously, because I kept telling them I knew what was going on. I kept yeah. telling him, "I'm like, hey, look, just just come on in. It doesn't just, seem right. Just talk to me, right? Let's work some stuff out. Yeah, you know, bring me the bank statement from the bank. Like, mm-hmm. give me something from the bank, mm-hmm. not a screenshot. Give me something from the bank. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
2: And like, oh no, I'm just gonna go pay. I'm like, don't pay. I don't want you to pay it. You know, yeah. you've already yeah. paid, I don't want you to lose <laughs> money and you know, all other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's like a whole drawn out thing. And then uh they ended up just paying the money cuz miraculously oh, they went back into the bank to go get it cuz every time I talked to him every 2 to 3 days I should be getting a letter I should be getting a letter. Yeah. And I wasn't getting a letter. Well, getting miraculously all of a sudden that charge just disappeared.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Awesome. Stop scamming. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it's uh, terrible. Like, yeah, I, if,
2: I can work with anybody. Yeah, I, and I have worked with pretty much anybody. But you lie to me, you try and yeah. you, you try and think I'm an idiot. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you feel like oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I remember that because oh, this us what's what time? At least renewing? Cool. Hey, guess what? We're gonna renew your lease. Rent just went up five hundred bucks a month.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, pay, we pay just clearly you can afford it because I can see all those things right, you're just apparently keep, putting it yeah, in. So. Just keep adding
0: yeah. zeros to your account.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're actually
0: altering our our lease document for those purposes just to that's <laughs> crazy change the way that it's written. Yep. God's yeah. Yeah. So you got to watch well, these people. <laughs> yeah.
1: So all right. So I just learned some new shit, but like <laughs> the real on shady, please. Stay right. <laughs> but like on that, like credit repair companies. Do that, too. Yeah. Right? And this is the problem. So the major red flag is, like, look at the reviews, right? But understand that they can potentially be altered. Um, The second part is ask people if they've used them or heard of them. Yeah. That's another thing, right? Because, again, now we just learned you could literally – Fake, how much money is coming in? So it's easy to forge reviews, right?
0: That that and get on Facebook. Right. And they can ask around.
1: Somebody's bound to have worked with them before. Exactly. So ask around, look around, see what other people have to say. Then the next thing is you want to ask them a couple questions. Like, for example, I mentioned earlier, like, hey, we repair credit by lender guidelines. You know, if you're a potential consumer that is about to hire a credit repair company or thinking about it, you know, ask them, do you repair credit by lender guidelines? And if they say yes, don't let them get off the hook. Ask them what that means.
0: Yeah. Can you send
1: those to me or exactly explain what those are? Right. right? So, you know, that that's another thing you want to look for Two, any time that you have somebody that or or a company, because sometimes it's an individual or a company and they're just saying things like they guarantee they can delete something. That's a red flag. Wow. Right. Let me explain why. Because Um, Now using my lawyer analogy, this is actually my favorite one. Um, A lawyer can never guarantee what's going to happen. You can get the best lawyer known to existence. And if that judge or that jury or whoever has had a rough day and they just aren't jiving with that, um, you know, with that lawyer and it's not good enough, you can still lose. Yeah, right, absolutely. There is there is no lawyer that is one hundred percent won every single thing in all of their years of doing it. Not even Thomas J. Henry, right? <laughs> Dude, that
0: guy's a savage.
1: So you know, there's there's a lot of. Um, people who are very good at what they do, but none of us can ever claim for 100% certainty that we can delete a certain account or all of the negative items because we aren't the decision makers. Right? We're gathering all the paperwork. We're listening to what you told us. We're looking for the erroneous, inaccurate, and inconsistent things on the credit report. We're leveraging like the FCRA, Fair Credit Reporting Act, and CFPB, and all the other things that are applicable to us, mm-hmm. and saying, based on these laws, rules, and regulations... Here's clear violations that we saw that either that creditor or the bureau was in, and we need you to fix this. This is the result that we're entitled to, and this is what we're looking for. Yeah. It does not always mean that it happens.
0: As crazy as that sounds. It could be disputed on that end. Exactly. And they say, well, we can Right. At the end of the day, they could say, well.
1: well, here's how we verified that information was correct. And then it's literally a yeah. battle back and forth. Yeah. So which brings me into the next one. So if anybody ever says guarantee, they're bullshitting you, they're lying you. And technically, uh, since we are regulated by the FTC, they can not only get shut down, but they could get fined for that. Nobody can guarantee a result. Yeah. Nobody can. That's good right? to know. Um, The next part is uh, when they try to say how fast it is. Yeah. Right. These are
0: buzzwords that just scream yes. marketing lies. Yes. <laughs> this right. is
1: guarantees, you know. Right. Gu- you know. And they use them all the time. Yeah. And That's... so then what happens is when you don't know what you don't know and you're assuming that they're marketing themselves as the professional and they're showing you all of these results that they're apparently getting. Yeah. Um, which... Here's another one. Um, If they're showing you all the results and improvements they're getting and they're sending you screenshots of Credit Karma, that just tells you right there, like, what the fuck. Yeah, we Um, talked about this the last episode of Credit Karma. Yeah. Yeah. Now I deleted
0: it, so I don't even use it anymore. Nice.
1: So, and it ain't credit karma's fault necessarily, it's more of these credit repair companies that are out here saying, look at these results, look at these results, look at all this shit that's deleted. Yeah. Let me tell you how many Facebook groups that exist for people in our industry that are posting results, like, hey, I use this method, look at these results for clients, and people just go in there and screenshot it and crop it, and then post on their shit, look at these results we yeah. get for clients, hey. right? So, like, it, it it's all oh, fucked up. It's terrible. But, like... Um, So anyway, red flags are if they're saying words like guarantee or if they're saying that it's going to happen very quick, right? Because it's not. Um, There are exceptions to the rule where sometimes in the first round or second round, you can get good results. It does happen. But that is the uh anomaly or the, it's not like, it's not it's the, the exception to the yeah, rule. The, it's the exception yeah. to the rule. It's not yeah. the standard, right? And a lot of people try to market that and promote that as the standard. So if you are searching for a company and they're using words like guaranteed, fast results, You know, pay now and, you know, we could do this in as little as this time and it seems like less than 30 days or so. Those are all of your red flags to stay away. Those are all the people that are making us look bad. So
2: if it sounds like a weight loss pill program or MLM, yeah, 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 it's like a multi-level marketing. Exactly.
0: So, oh, by the way, I had a little bit of an additional thing that I I did. I actually went and paid for the Experian Mm Thing. It's like 35 yeah. bucks a month. Yep. And that gives you like all three bureaus and you tons of information. So yep. I really enjoyed uh, doing that. And I appreciate nice. you giving me that piece of information. Absolutely. Uh, because what you were telling me was, you know, people that are coming into the credit space and they don't understand the differences of what these companies do, they're selling you credit cards. Right. You know, this free credit report. Mm-hmm. coms and all that.
1: All, th- Credit card is notorious They're one.
0: using your data mm-hmm. to like fish, you know, all these credit card offers to you. Yep. And hopes that they'll get a paycheck and which is, Hey, you know what? It's a capitalistic it's a society. We got to yeah. whatever. Yeah. But so I changed it. And then, um, I want you to kind of kick this into there and just yeah. kind of talk about it. Experian boost. Okay. All right. What do you think about Experian boost? Because I tried it. I didn't have enough. I don't have a credit issue i have a a lower score it's in the low sevens but the reason why it's in the low sevens is because i have a lot of utilization
1: right so and i'm sure if you managed those credit cards and got them down you'd spike up into an 800
0: right and so i've got a long history i just was looking at all the stuff i've got a long history I don't have any derogatory things on my report. It's just I've got heavy utilization. Yep. And so I tried the Boost, and obviously it didn't work for me. Right. It just reported, like, my phone.
1: Because your issue wasn't lack of payment history. Right. Right. Or derogatory, like, hits, late
0: payments, stuff like that. Right. So um, what do you think about Experian Boost? And, like, do you think that holds any weight? Does that actually translate to higher scores on the raw scoring, like the FICO's? Right.
1: So... There's going to be a lot to this. Can it technically like it. help? <laughs> yeah. And um, can it increase somebody's score? Yes. Um, in specific to lending, though, right? So in specific to um, getting a car or getting a mortgage, yeah. most people with lower scores... I'm saying most, not all, but most people with lower scores typically have a money management issue. Right. Right. And as you know, when it comes to getting approved for a mortgage, um, DTI is considered, right? Absolutely, And and, and each loan, part of the loan requirements is they have a maximum percentage that they'll allow um, for people to be, you know, at, whether it's like 50%, 55%, 46%. There's always, you know, a little different. Yeah. Yeah. now, when you add Experian Boost, one, it's only helping with Experian. Right. And with lending, they need your mid-score, so they're pulling all three bureaus. Right. Right? So um, can it help? Kind of. Um, but it's not really the full help that you need. I know it's free. Yeah, it'll make you but, feel good. Right, right. It'll make you feel good so when little, you open ooh. that app. Yeah. You know? It's like a but hug. But the, rea- <laughs> the reality hug. of... the digital Yes. <laughs>
2: I see you, I recognize you, good boy, here's your car <laughs> Yeah,
1: and, and all that it really does is it helps that one bureau, it doesn't help all three. Right. Um, and I'm not saying just don't help one, you know, because it's not doing all three, but it's not doing what you think it needs to do. Yeah. Um, and going back to most people typically have those money managing issues, um, with that DTI, it's only going to now increase it. Sure. Because now you're reporting your monthly bills. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and yeah. that's how DTI is calculated. What's your debt to income? How much do you make every month versus how much is going out every that, month? That makes a lot of sense. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I'll it may <laughs> it may help score wise. Yeah. You know, 10, 20 points, 30 points, maybe. Hey, let's say it gives you 50 points. Fuck it. But now it's going to hurt you in the DTI aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you're kind of riding that threshold, which Ideally, you would be because you want to be looking at experience boost if you weren't, right? Because you're trying to find ways to increase right, your score. Right. Um, it only helps one bureau. The points may go up, but when you're trying to qualify for a mortgage or even a car and they look at your DTI, it's now increased what your monthly expenses are because you just told them, here's all the other things I pay for. Yeah. Right. Right. right? Yeah. So
0: no, that makes perfect sense. I, that actually clears up a, quite a bit of a, a question that I had
1: because I was like, I, this seems like a benefit. Yeah, but
0: there's it's not behind. horrible. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, the Experian Boost works best for the people with the thin profile, right? The people who have not been managing a lot like a of twenty-year-old that's got right. like
0: a cell phone
1: payment and their car payment, that's right? It. Maybe you got one credit card, and even if they're renting. You know, and they're like, well, damn, all I got is those things and I need to report something else. It's okay to report the utilities. But again, when it comes to the home lending decision, Mm -hmm. you know, as that, you know, loan officer, I'm not saying I am, I'm saying when they work with a loan officer, um, I would hope that the loan officer is also looking at what their income is and verifying what their reported income is. Right. So then that way, before they make that type of recommendation, they're not actually hurting them by now increasing that DTI percentage. Sure. And because there's people that have great credit scores. But if the math doesn't make sense, the math doesn't make sense, you could still get denied for the home.
2: Yeah. So I got a question for you. Because when yeah. you, when a lender is looking at their debt to income, they verify their taxes, they verify their pay stubs, everything I. Greg right Downs calling their lender to verify that they are employed. Mm-hmm. What does it matter what's on their credit score if it says, hey, your AT&T bill is this and your utility bill is this? Like, that shouldn't really impact their debt-to-income ratio because they don't look. the lenders don't look at that kind of stuff. They look at what's – well, I guess they do look at what's Under, on the credit Underwriting report. is going to
1: look at it because it's on the credit report. Right. They won't look at it if it's not on there. So if you voluntarily put it on there, now you're exposing and creating the conversation of, well, walk me through this.
0: Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, because when I added mine, it, it did my um, my internet, my GVC electrical payment, and my cell phone payment. Mm-hmm. That's seven eight hundred dollars right there a month right. that it added to my outgoing you know bills. So Plus two hundred like, to Pornhub. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we won't talk about that one. <laughs> Keep that in the back site. <laughs> Um. Anyways, yeah. So no, I, that's that's really good information, and I, I'm like trying to figure out like okay, that, that's definitely a benefit. But let me ask you this. So. Um, if you're doing credit for somebody and, and they're trying to you know work around the whole, um, what's the best way for them to update their profile on their own, it always wants you to like take off or addresses that are old addresses, old mm-hmm. employers. Does that affect their score? Because I was watching something the other day, I think an email sent across the experience mm-hmm. sends you like Million emails yeah. a week. Yeah, 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 I'm getting tired of that. By the way. Yeah. Um. So stop it. But <laughs> it, it said update your um past addresses and update your current employers. And what I looked on there, I had like four employers on yep. there from way back. Yep. Addresses from way back, and I'm like,
1: why is it still on there? Mm-hmm. Will that affect their score up or down? It won't affect the score but it will again affect the lending decision okay right so like for example credit is not also just used for lending but let's say if you're trying to buy the house and you have four previous employers that you've had and then they go to verify how long you've been at each of them well then it could potentially affect the lending decision when it's like wait you've had four jobs in the past 4 years Right. So now you've been there 11
2: months and 12 days. (laughs) Right. So
1: how so how the hell are you telling me you've been here for two years? Right. 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 When your credit report says different. Yeah. Now, the main reason that somebody would want to clean up their personal information is because sometimes negative uh, items like collections or charge offs and things like that have documented that incorrect address, that incorrect spelling of the name. Right, And what you can do is when you um, correct the personal information, you can say, this is the only way to spell my name. This is my registered social security number. This is my only current address. This is my one previous address. And when you have that documented and fixed, now you go to the collection agency or or the uh, charge-off, whoever the company is, and say like, hey – this is incorrect. 80% of credit reports have inaccuracies, which is why credit repair is effective. Gotcha. But you have to fix that personal information so you have verifiable documentation to prove this is why I'm telling you that this isn't mine because this is how you spell my name and this is how you have it on record.
2: So Steven wanted to go buy something and wrote down his name as P A T instead of mm. E-V-N. Yeah, that counts. Then wow. then he goes and gets his, you know another mule and they come back and he can not pay it and fight it. Like, that's not my name. It, it's. I'm not giving any tips. Just yeah. yeah. morally speaking,
1: hack. that's not what's right. That's not to ethical. Happen, that's what they go over Right. But does it happen? People do do that. Um, again, it's not supposed to happen. And can you get away with it? Probably. But again, just like I said in the beginning about, like, karma and the universe watching, like, right. you may get away with that shit now, but, yeah.
0: like, <laughs> it's coming back at you. shit.
2: 18 going to find you at the intersection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you're going to get
1: fucking smashed, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you're going to wonder what it is, and it was that one time when you did the right. thing you weren't supposed to do. So, yeah. yeah. So, I'm so not advocating. That, yeah. yeah, I'll try not to. I'm not advocating for definitely. that at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Every, everybody asks me how to spell my name. Well, I guess it's good to keep the, the, the contact information completely updated and uh so that way if there's any disputes that you need yeah. to make
1: it's easier on the cr- on the company or the, right. the individual themselves to right. get straight now also how this actually happens when you when you fill out that credit application you could have everything correct but a human, which we fuck things up all the time, yeah, is, is fat no fingering something, <laughs> yeah. you know, and entering in your information to apply for the application. So that's actually the most common way that it happens. Like you apply at the car dealership for a loan, then you submit your application. Well, they start typing it in, and they're managing five other deals and doing all this other stuff at the same time. Yeah. They put something in incorrect. Well, that's what's getting reported because to register that inquiry or inquiry, however you say it, um, what's being registered, how that process happens, is who's entering in the data. Mm-hmm. So, if that F and I guy is typing in for your application and they approve it and whatever, and he misspelled the name, well, now, hey, he typed it in. Here's here's the app, or I did it the right way. That, that's not me. Yeah. Right, and you need to correct this information. This is the proper way how to spell my name. This is my correct address. Um, so nine times out of ten, it's not like the consumer that does it. It's typically the person in the middle that's collecting the app to report the inquiry. Yeah. Um. You know where they could just fat finger something by accident. Yeah. And now it's your fault.
0: Yeah, it's the whole. Um, computers are only smart as we. Yep. You know, put the input into them. It's uh, they're dumb yep. unless we type information right. and data. It's always
1: user error. Yeah.
0: Now that makes perfect sense. Um. So I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I, was, I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were asking me something, like, but I always lose it. Yeah, you know, that's I why do too. So I had to bring my.
2: my wife want to know me. my tip? Text, text it to you. Like I always, like this morning I woke up at he, like he's, five o'clock. He's this big morning. on that, yeah. So I woke up at five o'clock this morning. I had to remember to do something. So I was like, well, I can't risk not remembering it when my day gets yeah. gone. So I rolled over, got my phone, texted me my little message.
0: That's smart. Yeah. So I. Uh, my wife and I just started using this uh, app called Todoist. And oh, good, okay. like a Damn. to-do list type deal, but it's really good because it, it links across all your devices. And um, it's called Two Dudes. To-do Todoist. Two Dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going back to the Pornhub days. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, so it, it's, it's lonely there. It's uh, really cool because what she can do is she can on the backside. If I'm having a meeting or talking yep. to David, she can be like typing in like. Reminders and, and tasks for me to like check off. Yeah, I'm like a I'm a nuts and bolts like mm-hmm. do this, do that type of guy. You tell me what to do, I'm gonna get it done. Yep. Uh, I might procrastinate a little bit. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Um, but if it's serious, a I just need, to, <laughs> I just need to know like <laughs> the time frame. <laughs> when i not measuring your New perspective. <laughs> yes, when I'm measuring. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little nub. <laughs> anyway. Weird. So yes, belly <laughs> So this is kind of like. Uh, really good for me but that that makes a lot of sense um
1: i mean it's a there 's a lot of common questions like that,
0: you yeah, know? I like it and i like I like the information that you 're putting out because it 's important and i think if you were to like put it all into like one wrapped package you know you 're basically starting with clients information if they 've got incorrect errors or whatever on their report, and they have a really what you call a thin Thin profile, a thin profile, which means they have a weak credit history, right? Right. And those people, do you feel like it's easier to clean up somebody with uh, a thin profile with a low yes. score than it is to somebody that's had a long history? Yes. And they got a lot
1: of derogatory stuff. Yes. Cause it, it winds up, it winds up being a lot easier because again, and go back to episode one, um, or technically it's 50, uh, right. Was that? Yeah. We were on. yeah. Go to our Part first one, episode yep. is what I meant to say. Um, where I really break down the mechanics because if you can understand the mechanics, the five factors that influence it, every yeah. question you're ever going to have in your entire existence about credit excuse me, will be answered through that. So the thin profile is easy because we're not, we're not fixing, essentially. There may be a couple of little easy. things, medical debt, little shit like that. Yeah. But what we're doing more of is we're building. Yeah. Right? So, again, using the gym analogy, if you're looking at yourself and you realize, like, man, like, you know, um, I don't know, my, my biceps seem small or, you know, my traps. I want to get my traps big. What do you do? You focus on your traps. Yeah. Right? And you start doing everything tailored to that to get them to grow. Yeah. So, if you have a thin profile, that means it's lacking payment history. So, you need to find ways to report as much payment history as possible. Gotcha. Now, um, a nice little a little hack that I'll give is... When it comes to building payment history, there's a lot of great ways to do it. So, there's something that's going around right now, and I've been having this conversation probably over the past 30 to 45 days where I think half of the real estate agents that were either partnered with or that like follow me on Facebook started like defriending me because of this. Um, but it's fine because it's the truth. So, sometimes you just got to hey. spit it out, man. So, pull the band aid. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what happens is I'm tired of seeing people in real estate that keep telling consumers that you're bad and you're stupid for renting right Right. so and and their solution is buy a home yeah i'm not disagreeing that building your net worth and all those things and having equity and all of that And i don't disagree with any of those things right but if there is one real estate agent in existence that can show me that they were preaching that message as consistent as they are today, prior to being in real estate, I'll be shocked.
0: Right. Right. Right? Because
1: the only reason we're telling them that is because it uh, aligns with the paycheck that you get. Right. Right. So before you were compensated based on how many people are homeowners, were you preaching that same message? Right. So I want to offer a different solution, especially uh, to people that are renting, to tell them there are actually many benefits of renting. Now, buying a home is absolutely amazing, and you should definitely 100% do it. But trust me, if everybody had the credit and the income and the assets that lined up to make them a homeowner, don't you think they would have fucking did it already? Yeah. Like, 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 they know. Yeah. They know. Every time they log into Facebook or they go on Instagram, they go on TikTok, there's somebody telling them that they're stupid for renting and they need to buy a home. Yeah. Trust me, they know. The message that should be happening is let's find a solution to help the people that aren't in the position to do so. Cause everybody wants to buy a home. Yeah. Right? There, there's no, maybe there's a 1%. Of maybe people that are a lot older and they're like, well, I don't want to be responsible for fixing shit, so I'd rather rent. But besides the exceptions to the rules, majority of people want to own a home. Mm-hmm. So instead of telling them they're stupid, let's offer a solution. For example, if somebody has a – and they don't have to have a thin profile, but this typically helps the people with the thin profile the most. Right. Is most people don't know you could report your rent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so yeah, we were so talking, talking about, about that, that today. today. Yep. So Jeez. like Jeez. there's a <laughs> there's a company um, that – called- it's called Rental Karma. Rental Karma, There's yeah, another one too. Um, I like Rent Reporters. Um, but I saw that one But today. there's a couple different ones. Rent Reporters, uh, Rental Karma, um, they're very two good websites uh, that people could go use because it reports on two out of the three bureaus. Mm-hmm. It'll backdate up to two years worth of rent. Yep. Um, it reports in about three to seven business days, right? So you're not even waiting a 30-day cycle. And now what happens is they're going to take whatever that uh, amount is per month and they're going to backdate it to however many days and whatever the math winds up being, they report that installment loan there, right? So now it's showing like, um, let's see, what's easy math? Let's say you're renting 10 months and it's $2,000 a month, so it's 20 grand, right? They'll Mm -hmm. report that $20,000 and then backdate all of the on-time payments that you've made against it. And then every month that you keep it active... <clears throat> they're reporting another on-time payment every yep. single month. So while that's hugely beneficial is because the number one influence to your score going up or down is payment history. Right, yeah. So if you can report that, you know, it actually has two things. One, if you report that, you're going to put two years of payment history on in about three to seven business days mm-hmm. instead of waiting two years to build two years of on-time payment history. Right. It accelerates the process. Part number two that it dramatically helps with, um, Fannie Mae has now recognized, and they put it in their guidelines, um, where they are recognizing rent payments even if it's not being reported. Um, they'll, re- they'll look at it up to a year, but if you use one of the rental reporting companies, they'll do it two years, and when it's on the report, they have to recognize it. Um, but what the good thing is, how many times do you see a post of people saying, you know, hey, you know, um, you can, uh, how can I get approved for an $1,800 a month uh, rent payment, but I can't get approved for a $1,000 a month mortgage. Yeah. Well, now what's also happening is if you can show that in the last two years, you've been paying 1,800 a month yeah. on rent and you've never missed a payment, that is now going to be considered as a reported proven factor that if you can manage that much, you'd actually be saving a, a $800 a month by getting approved for this $1,000 mortgage. So it helps the consumer in both ways. It yeah. helps them with the lending decision and actually increasing their score.
0: Yeah, I think that that's... Um an important thing to note is a lot of times you can buy a home much cheaper than you renting. Absolutely. Like you uh, rent is typically a lot higher than mm-hmm. what your mortgage payment would be depending on the taxes and all this. Stuff. Right. So yeah, I think David and I have talked in, in the past about like, you know, the importance of home ownership, but we run a property management company. Like we, right. uh, if people didn't rent, we wouldn't have, have a lot of income, right. you know, more, most of our uh, revenue coming in from that. So that, I think that you're right. I think a lot of agents um, poo-poo on the fact mm-hmm. that people are renting and throwing mm-hmm. their money away. Which there's a little bit of truth to the throwing the money away thing, but like you said too, there's some people. We've got a tenant right now. He's he pays twenty four hundred dollars a month in rent,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he don't want to buy a house. Yeah, he and travels that's okay. so much. He don't care. Right. He just wants to rent and. Yeah, you don't want to mess with it. You right. don't want the maintenance and the exactly. lawn care and all that stuff. So, right.
1: HOA fees, school
0: taxes. Yeah, There's get, a lot that
1: comes with it. You get feed to death. Right. And he didn't want a part of it. Either way is okay. Yeah. Right. If you're renting, that is perfectly okay because you have the flexibility and all those things. Yeah. So I don't see anything wrong with it.
0: No, not at all.
1: And, but I also understand the benefits of homeownership. That yeah, you can have these fees and these fees and taxes here and whatever. Um, but at the same time, you, you know, build so, equity, right? You build and equity, and you can then use that if you want to start getting into rental properties and blah blah blah. Like, there's so many different things you could do with that. And I understand all the benefits. Um, but I guess my overall message is like for everybody who's renting, which is majority of people, let's not shit on those people for yeah. renting because trust me, I'm sure they want to become a homeowner. So. Let's become a part of the solution rather than just telling them, like, hey, you're making a bad decision. Just like when I was selling cars, um, I was at a Subaru dealership. So, like, when people would come in and they want to trade in their Camry or their Corolla, you know, I'm not saying, oh, look at that piece of shit. You yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and some people do that About as a About time method, you
0: came to your senses. <laughs> right?
1: You know, like, like, told you they're all oh, well drive sucks. Subaru is yeah. the only one. Like, like, don't bash people for the decision that they made because you have no idea, you know, what their situation was that led them to that. And maybe they love that car. Yeah. You know, and and so I was taught by one of my managers back then to say like, hey, what is it that you love so much about the car? Because I want to make sure I can give you those same things in this one. And let me just tell you some of the benefits of this. You know, I'm sure you read up on it and and encourage them about their decision and don't shit on them for the position that they're in.
0: And I kind of went through that same thing with um, a current rental tenant that we manage right now and they're wanting to buy a home. I'm actually Mm -hmm. showing them houses now. Nice. And... I did the same thing. I was like, hey, you've been in this property for over a year. Tell me what you like about this one. Mm -hmm. Would you buy the next home? Would you want some of these features in the next home? Right. And what do you like about it? What do you not like about it? Because – when you go to purchase a property, you sometimes have the ability, if you're doing a new build, to move some things around yep. and select certain things that you that you really like. Right. So, yeah, that, that's a good point. And, and I appreciate you coming up and, and saying that because Absolutely. I think you're 100% on point with the whole fact that a majority of the industry is out there sharking people right. to just get the next closing. Yeah. Um, just
1: like majority of people in my industry wind up, you know, saying guaranteed and it's going to work really fast. You know, like there's there's a, that's what creates the stigma yeah. in all of the industries, right? And, and so, for example, my goal is to eliminate, and, and that's a big fucking task, yeah. um, but to eliminate the negative stigma, the ugly stigma that is attached to uh, credit repair, Yeah. right? So, and again, if you're one of those people, you know, that are saying it like, you know, it's fine. We all screw up. Just change it. Right. That's all I'm saying is like, do better and do more for the people that are confiding in you to be that subject matter expert. You know, that's going to walk them through their first purchase of a home or, you know, if you're even another credit repair company, cause I know there's people that stalk me too. Um, if you're another <laughs> credit repair business owner, you know, I'm not saying I want to be the only one in the industry. I actually rather lock arms with people that are of the same caliber and same mindset, so, which we all got into this of helping people. Right. But if you're gonna put yourself before helping other people and trying to mislead them and misguide them, right. like get the fuck out.
0: Yeah, it's like you know an ethical don't step across the right. ethical guidelines. Because like, now crazy. what
1: happens when I meet people, you know, and they're like, Oh, hey, what's going on? Blah blah yeah, man, so what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I have a credit repair. And instantly there goes, Oh, fuck this. <laughs> right, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> (laughs) Right. Yeah, and like like, that's what I'm trying to change. Yeah. Right. So, and that's why I sunk my teeth in so deep to the real estate industry because there's so many people who want to buy homes. So if I could align with people that are of the same morals and ethics and values, which is helping other people and going all the way through it, even even if there's sometimes not a direct benefit for you in it, those are the people that I like to associate with because now you're doing the right thing.
0: Yeah. And I think you're doing a massive job with like, you know, your outreach program that you're doing, because I see, like I said, in the first episode, the part one that we did was like, every time I turn around on Facebook, you're at a Mm -hmm. different event, networking with other agents, Mm -hmm. trying to spread the message of like having good credit and how important it is. It's not just important for buying a home, right? This is going to like be generational for you. If you can learn it, have great credit, be able to do investing and do whatever you want to do and have a great lifestyle because honestly having good credit uh, opens up a lot of doors, not just buying a home. It's open. It opens up a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of insurance companies, they give you shitty rates because yep, guess I what? Credit. Your credit. Cause they're like, this guy's very risky. I don't want to, right. I'm not going to, is he even going to pay? You know? Right. So, you know, your credit score is going to be um, a massive impact on your daily life moving forward. And if you can, Become very proficient, have a good credit score, and have a good lifestyle. You can teach your children to do the same thing and them theirs.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's like it can create generational wealth just Absolutely. off of credit. Absolutely. Like I say it all the time someone with a 450 score and a 750 score live two completely different lifestyles. For sure. So I take it upon myself to put it on my shoulders to say it is our company's moral obligation to make sure that we could take as many people from that side and bring them to the other because. People with 750s and 450s, they drive different cars. Yeah, Their kids go to different schools, which let, let me go a level deep on this to tell you why this matters so much is, okay, if your kid goes to a different school, so what? Well, no, it matters because it depends on their level of education, right? Right. There's school ratings for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you want to give your kids, like all parents say you want to give your kids what you've never had, right? You want to give them more. So you want to put them in the best schools, even if it is a middle school, an elementary school or a high school, because also what happens fast forward is depending on what schools your kids went to in middle school and high school will also influence the decision if you're putting your kid in college. And if they say, oh, they went to that high school, fuck that.
0: Yeah. The, right? Automatic. Unless you're like a protected class or something. Right. Like, exactly.
1: So, like... I'm writing mm-hmm.
0: down all the, the nationalizations. i <laughs> checking all the boxes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. like, literally depending on what your score is, you may be able to live in a different part of your neighborhood that allows your kids to go to a better school that sets them up for an overall better lifestyle and opens more doors and gives them more chances. And then you can teach them as they get to that age, here's why you were able to get those things that I did because here's the steps that I took. I made sure I never messed my credit up or if I did, this is how I fixed it. This is how you understand credit. Here's the do's and don'ts. And now as parents, we're really pouring into our kids in creating that generational wealth and that overall awareness that we're all looking for. And we all talk about and post on Facebook. Yeah. And I think
0: like in the next, in part three of this, this series, I really want to start deep diving into how families and parents can get their kids started out on the right foot with good credit by doing certain things that need to be done. Absolutely. Um, and so we can definitely get into that in the next one. And, um, yeah, there's a lot to cover. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm glad I picked you to come in and, and thank you. Thank you for coming and like absolutely just like doing the show because I think this is one of, if not the most important aspect of being an adult. Mm-hmm. And and it literally like I said, it can change your life. One hundred and like you said, it can change your family's life. Yeah. It's gonna determine where you're at. Yeah. And everybody and, around you. Yeah. And so I, I just really I'm excited to do the next one because I think the next one is going to be like a little bit of a culmination of all the all the things mm-hmm. yeah. and then so that way we can really um, do a deep dive on on foundational steps in order and what your company offers too. Mm-hmm. so if you guys are still tuned in and, and um, you've listened this far, make sure that you subscribe to the show because uh, part three of this this episode or uh, this series is going to be. Uh, like a culmination and like a how-to to get you started and how to get in contact with uh, with James Warren Group and, and how all that works. We'll even go into a little bit of information for all the real estate agents that are listening on what their uh, referral program is like and what their networking and membership program is like because I think that's probably um, something that for real estate companies, it's a massive benefit for your clients. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk any more about it because we'll talk about it next time, but I just got to give you guys a little crumb so you can come back. Um, But I appreciate everyone tuning in. Dylan, will you hit them really quick with your socials so that they'll know where to meet you
1: at? Yeah, yeah. So you can just search my name, Dylan Shively. It's D-Y-L-A-N. So just search Dylan Shively. You'll see me pop up. Or you can even just search in James Warren Group Inc. You could type it in Google. You could type it in Facebook. It'll pop over uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I've been really... Uh, Hitting TikTok pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Recently. So uh, for TikTok, it's at your credit guy. Um, You know, so you can follow me on there. I'm always dropping content. I'm always dropping stuff in there just to educate more people about how credit works. Um, So, yeah, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook are like my go-tos. Also, for validity reasons or credibility reasons, um, I tell people you could just go type in... um, you know, my name into Google, go search Dylan Shively in Google and see what pops up. Like do your research, see all things that are happening and how many people we've been helping and some of the platforms we've been recognized on. Uh, because, um, one of the main things is, um, you know, our biggest publication was Forbes. Um, we were published in Forbes, uh, about 11 months ago um and we may possibly be doing a second interview with them again nice um so i don't think there's many people in my space in my Probably, industry that are so. that are touching you know you know going to that aspect yeah um you know we're, we're here to help people so that's, that's where massive you can find us.
0: A massive dude appreciate it um again i'll see you next time thanks man yes sir
1: take care guys